Hello and welcome to Making Mediumship the Norm, the podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Espinasi, known as New Zealand's Modern Medium, and I have been very privileged over the years to connect thousands of people to their loved ones in spirit, whether that be through one-on-one readings to my sellout Whispers from Above shows. I'm excited to be able to bring you this podcast where together we are going to be bringing mediumship into the everyday homes, the everyday hearts and everyday conversations. Whether you are here seeking solace after the loss of a loved one, needing guidance on your life's journey, or simply you have a curiosity to explore the mysteries of the universe, the Making Mediumship the Norm podcast is here to support you. My intention with each episode is to help you bridge the gap with life beyond this earth. So without further ado, let's tap in to today's episode. Today, I am so honored and excited to introduce you to one of my clients, Leanne, whose father passed away less than a year ago. And I've had the privilege of seeing Leanne in person when she has attended my incredible mini event at my house called Mediumship Morning Tea. And we've talked with dad and she has the most incredible story of evidence of him showing her that he is with her from the spirit realm. And I just can't wait for you to hear the story that she shared with me and to really show us the beautiful bond that a daughter has with her father and how they get to carry on through the spirit realm. And so let's welcome my beautiful client, Leanne. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you about my dad. Your dad, I feel, has really opened you up to the spirit realm. And before we kind of like dive into it, Do you remember how I kind of came into your life? Like, how did you kind of come across me? Do you even remember how that happened? Yeah, so I have lived in New Zealand for 10 years. And shortly after moving here, my sister-in-law told me about you. And I've been following you since uh, 2014. Oh, wow. That's like nearly an original. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So been a long time follower, big fan. And I attended one of your whispers from above events. It was a great evening. So yeah, it's, it's been a journey that I've been following you on and one day hoping to connect on some level. And I believe the timing of your mediumship morning tea was perfect as um, dad had recently passed away. I'd had a lot of experiences with dad connecting with me and I thought that the timing of this was perfect and I was meant to attend and so it came to be. And you've come three times so They really are such beautiful events and to meet you in person was so amazing. I absolutely love meeting all of my clients in person when I can just to squeeze you and have that personal one-on-one connection is just phenomenal. And I feel we connected so much because you were so open to the miracles of the spirit realm and I would love for you to share 
how your father has let you know he's around. And I know he's shown you so many times, but I really would love for you to share the story of when you went away. I think it was in Rotorua or somewhere like that in New Zealand and you saw miracle after miracle after miracle. Can you share that story with us? Absolutely. So every summer, mom and dad would visit us from South Africa. And one of the places we always went over New Year was to Russell. And it was mom and dad's favorite place. It's our favorite place. So it's a bit of a spiritual home for us. And the last time we were all together as a family was in Russell in 2019. And one of dad's wishes was to have some of his ashes scattered in Russell. So we were finally able to do that earlier this year. And um, I had my memory bear with me in the car because my memory bear was coming on this journey as well. And we arrived late in the evening because you traveled up after work. And as we were crossing on the ferry into Russell, I said, well, dad, we're finally back. And I sat for a few moments and as we were getting closer to the other side to drive off, this weird warm air started circulating in the car. And I thought, well, that's a bit strange. I hope nothing is happening. And I leaned towards the dashboard to see if something was wrong with the AC. It was working fine. Leaned towards my husband just to see if maybe he was a bit extra warm. But we looked at each other and we put our hands in the middle of the car together and we felt this warm air just circulating through the whole car. Even the children in the back seat were a little bit interested as to what was happening. And I said to my husband, you felt that, right? And he said, I felt it and I saw it. And I thought, okay, cool. This is interesting. And I had a bit of a smile to myself when we drove into the town. And all the time I was thinking about dad and he was very heavy on my heart. And as we drove up the road, so there was this, I thought was a reflection of a streetlight in the car. And it was just a moment, so I didn't think too much of it, until the next morning when my husband went out for an early morning walk and he'd sent me a text, which I hadn't seen until he got back. And he said, did you see my message about the orb? I said, no, I haven't. He said, you know, the orb from last night. And then suddenly I thought, yes, that was it. It was an orb. The way it was described was that it was a loved one visiting you in spirit. And I thought, yeah, of course it is. This is where dad wanted to be. It's where he wanted to come back to. And I just felt so overwhelmed with joy, but incredibly sad at the same time because he really wanted to come to Russell one last time, but sadly it wasn't to be. So the minute we arrived there was the start of a few appearances and feelings that whole weekend. And it's so amazing that not only you, but your husband Mm. also experienced them too, because A lot of the time we experience spirit phenomena and no one else does. So it's kind of like, (laughs) am I going crazy? But this time it's like, there's no doubt that it actually happened, that it was real. And I just love how strong your father is from the spirit realm to really let you know he is around you. So I just 
I feel so goosebumpy from your story because <laughs> it is so cool. I mean, this is my jam. This is, you know, I geek out on this kind of stuff. Yeah. So to be able to feel the temperature and his energy of love is for me a true testament to the dimensions between earth and spirit really not being that far apart. You know, they say the spirit realm is only six inches away from us. It's actually not really in the sky or, you know, somewhere very far away. It's really not. So to be able to do that and to feel that and experience it is really special because not a lot of people will. But also, I want you to really understand, Leanne, how smart and how intelligent and and clever, you know, how many more synonyms can I use in that, right, of your father, because that's actually really hard to do in terms of being in an etheric body, which is no longer in a physical body. So when we are no longer on earth, we become energy again, where I call it stardust. (laughs) It's an easy way to kind of explain it. So the etheric body is what we see when we take photos of orbs, right? So when you saw that, that's what dad is right now. Dad is a big, gigantic orb. He's a ball of energy. And to be able to manifest you feeling the warmth and the love in that bubble, I just don't want you to like, ever like doubt how incredible and phenomenal that is and I know you do know and for anyone else listening if you've experienced that it takes so much energy for the spirit realm to give us this kind of phenomena so I would love for you to share with us really like how did your dad impact your life and why has your dad's passing been a quite big hole in the family so I'm the eldest. It's it's me. It's it's my sister and I. So I'm I'm the eldest, and I suppose you have a different relationship with your eldest child and your to your youngest child. Dad was a, a big goofball for the most part. He he always had his guitar in his hand. We were always surrounded by music and fun. He was a hard worker. He was trady. So. You know, salt of the earth kind of guy. He loved his soccer. He loved watching rugby and sport. And his general knowledge was just amazing. And there was nothing he couldn't fix. Don't worry, dad can fix it. And if he couldn't fix it, he'd figure out how we could do it. So dad was our rock. He was our mainstay. I wouldn't say he was the fun parent, but he was... He was wise. He was very wise, a big softy. And one of the things that I miss so much is his wisdom. You know, he was very philosophical and, and practical about things. And even when it, as his health started to deteriorate, he managed to make peace with it quite quickly, which when I think about it is, is quite amazing. It's, it's not something anybody wants to really sort of make peace with, but he was quite pragmatic about it, which now that I think about it is such a, a great example to look to because he realized that he wouldn't come back to New Zealand, which he loved so much. And he knew that one way or another, we would make sure he would stay in New Zealand He's just such a big part of our lives. We would talk all the time, even being so far away from home. It's just, it's like we've got a limb missing now. 
can't just pick up the phone or video call and say, hey, dad, who sang this song, the original? Or, you know, how do I fix my washing machine? Just, it's not there anymore. And you just don't realize how big a presence he was until he's not there anymore. Well, not here physically. Not here physically. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's certainly been very vocal since he has left physical worlds, which is great. I feel that's where our connection also is, is because on occasion we would have the deep conversations about life and the inevitable death and illness. And he didn't let on as much, but I think deep down inside he knew his journey was limited. and. Although my conscious mind wouldn't let me accept that on another level, we both connected on that. And deep down inside, I think I knew that as well. I just had to marry the two trains of thought to to process that, which obviously now I'm having to do. So I think we connected on that. And I think that's why he's been so much more vocal now with me. And knowing that I would translate that across to my mum and my sister. So I'm almost like his conduit now than ever before. So, yeah, I think we we did connect on a different level. And now he knows I'm his link. Because we've talked about my experiences in the past and many, many years. So here we are now and I'm shouting it from the rooftops. that He's with us everywhere. We've just got to listen and look. Absolutely. And I love that you say that you are the link. There is always someone in the family that kind of takes on that role. And I really believe your dad had been prepping you and the love and relationship that you and your father have. I am sure I've said this to you. Not, I can't remember, but maybe I did. I feel has been lifetimes in the making. Mm. Did I say that to you already? think so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm sure yeah. I had that conversation with you yeah. where I, said, yeah. I feel like you know you've been lifetimes a type of relationship whatever that will be whatever dynamic in your past lives and I love that your father in some way has brought us together mm-hmm. and that we now get to play with this beautiful dimension that is the spirit realm and I love seeing your evolution with it and the people that you have brought to also feel curious or accepting where maybe they hadn't been before of the spirit realm and actually going, wow, like when you share your story, how can it be anything else but, (laughs) right? Like how can it be anything else but the spirit realm? And even when I sort of recount that one experience and there have been many I feel like I don't even have to sort of have that whole disclaimer. I know it's going to sound crazy, but it just is. Why wouldn't it be? As you say, it it is. So why can't we just accept it? And this is why I have this podcast and my mission. And I know you're so aligned with it because you are bringing so many people to my world and you're here sharing your story is to make mediumship the norm. So we can even if we don't necessarily understand or even believe that we can maybe accept that there is something beyond this earth, that we can start having these conversations so people aren't grieving on their own or they're 
feeling alone now that this person that was in their life is no longer here. So I want to ask to put things in context for everyone listening. Did you know your father was passing? Like, take us back. You don't necessarily need to go into the nitty gritty, but take us back to what was his passing like? How did how did you navigate potentially the first few months? I know it's not even been a year yet, but what was your process with it all? So dad was diagnosed with uh, leukemia in July last year. And that in itself was quite a shock because he had a a chronic blood disorder that science says has a very small percentage of turning into leukemia. So you hold on to that hope that he's not going to be one of those small percentages and he's had this condition for probably about 20 years and unfortunately his health had taken a bit of a turn over COVID and all of that and in the lockdown so we hadn't seen each other since the lockdowns began and I think that's when the first flurries sort of started happening thinking I hope that wasn't the last time we see him and when he was diagnosed in July last year, it just absolutely knocked us all off our feet. I think the only person who was really sort of prepared for that was dad himself because he knew and he was saying to us, I think it's it's happened. And in his own soft way, he was preparing us. But when the reality came, we were like, we're going to beat this, we're going to throw everything at it and we're going to go into remission and we're going to show them what we're made of. And so that was in the July. He started his treatments in August and he really struggled through them. He had a few side effects. He started getting really frail and I just started a new job. So I wasn't really in a position to get on a plane and go overseas, but I was very sort of conscious that something big was coming, but I just had to let it present itself to me as to be in the right time, as hard as what that was. And just after his birthday in October, that decision was sort of made. And within three weeks, we were on a plane to see dad and hope. And we wanted that the trip was supposed to be to lift his spirits, cheer him up and be with him when he started his new round of treatments. But when we got there, it was very confronting. He, he was just a shell. He tried so hard to be strong and brave for us, but he was tired. He was he was ready. and. We felt like he was just holding on to see my sister and I to say goodbye. We were supposed to be there for two weeks. And for those two weeks, he spent half of it in hospital, back and forth. And he was just over it. He was in pain. He kept on saying, I'm sorry, I should I should be spending time with you more and we should be doing more stuff, but I just can't. And we kept saying to him, Dad, where you are, we are. That's it. That's why we're here. We're not here for anything else. And about sort of almost towards the end of our trip, we managed to get a, have a chat with his doctor. And he said, look, the disease is accelerating. Uh, We we need to sort of start talking about quality of life and, and care. And we said, do we need to extend our time here? And the doctor said, I would if I could. 
and this whole sort of like fear and shock just washed over me and washed over all of us and we were like stunned mullets we just stood there and we thought this can't be the end no way everything is telling us it's not but and then we went back into the hospital room to sit next to dad and he said so what did the doctor say and we kind of sort of were quiet for a minute or two he said it's not good is it so I said no dad it's a real shit show (laughs) and he knew and now we were sort of trying to make sense of this and we were still holding on to hope that things would turn around but they didn't it just started happening quite quickly and on the day we had uh, my cousin came to visit us and dad was having a particularly hard time that day and we were trying to get him to drink something just have little sips and just we didn't want him to have to go back into hospital before we got on a plane so it was just this whole turmoil that we were going through and he rested while we had our visit and then I went back into the room once our visit was over and we went back into the room and the look on dad's face had changed and I said dad what's wrong he said no we okay said you don't look okay I went to check him felt his head and he was hot I said dad you're breathing funny you're feeling hot you've got a temperature you're you're not well he said no um, I'll be fine I said no you won't be fine I said I think we need to get you to the A&E He's like, no, 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 no. I said, Dad, there's no ifs and buts. You're going. We've got to get you well. This is not good. Called my mom, called my sister in the room. I said, something's not right. And I actually pulled my sister aside. Our mom was tending to Dad. And I said to my sister, I think we need to prepare ourselves. And it was a flurry of activity. The ambos came and it took about, 45 minutes to stabilize him just to transport him to the hospital and it was quite traumatic trying to move him out of the bedroom get him into a bed so they could transport him in the ambulance and he was very anxious but to calm him we were singing and playing music all of his favorite songs so that seemed to comfort him and when they got to the hospital, mum was in the ambulance with him and um, he sort of had a moment of clarity and he said to my mum, what's happened? I've crashed, haven't I? And she said, yes, but we're going to sort you out. We're at the hospital now. You're in the right place. We were the only ones in the emergency room and the staff very kindly just gave us full access. Whilst they stabilised him, we obviously couldn't be there, but we were there as soon as they were done with all the needles and tubes and everything and then we sort of like okay so what's going on and he had a high temperature they were pumping him full of the strongest antibiotics they possibly could but they said no it's he's got septicemia it's just a matter of time we can keep him comfortable or we can look to intubate him we need to we need to talk about the awkward stuff which basically is do we intubate? Do they have an end of life request? Do not resuscitate, everything like that. So we kind of like, oh, wow, okay. Then we sort this out. So I 
went with the doctor and I said, no, it's dad's wishes not to have any tubes or lie in a coma indefinitely. So I signed the forms not to intubate. We sat there and we just spoke to him and we prayed and we chatted and sort of just listened to the machines get slower and slower and uh, just watched him slip away. I honestly can't even like hold back the tears. It is so hard to to hear that. I see people's passings all the time in my head, all the time. That's my job. That part of the evidence of who I've got if I'm doing a show or even as evidence for my readers, uh, or I should say my sitters, is always like, you know, how did they pass? And and I get the vision in my head, but to hear such a raw and vulnerable share of of actually what it's like is so different to just a movie reel in my head. So I want you to know my heart is there and that I feel that in that moment, how tough it would have been. But I really celebrate you for honoring your father's wishes because it's hard when we might not necessarily make those decisions ourselves. We would rather maybe go a different route. And to be able to honor someone's wishes is the highest form of dignity loved ones can truly receive as they transition to the spirit realm. So I really salute you for making that really hard decision and letting your father spend his last few moments in the way that he wanted. Yeah. He'd been poked and prodded enough. It was just time for him to go to sleep. We were all there. We were there the whole time. We were there afterwards. We saw him off. I'm going to ask you a question, and this is more from a mediumship point of view. Do you feel that there was a moment where you sensed his soul leave his physical body? I think I saw tears in his eyes. His head was facing towards me. Probably just was that way anyway. And I was sitting, I was holding his one hand and mum was on the other side of him, as was my sister. His eyes were three quarters of the way closed, but I I think I saw tears. So I think it was then. What a beautiful testament as well to be able to see his physical body express that sadness or joy because it could be tears of joy or sadness at the same time. I think, you know, for him, it it was probably sadness, but relief that the pain and suffering was over. Even when we left and we went home, it, it was a case of, gosh, did that even just happen? It was about 1.15 in the morning and we thought, okay, well, we got home, we moved all the furniture back when we had to move it all out the way so the Ambos could get in and do their thing. And then we thought, okay, well, let's let's try and get some sleep. And then we woke up a few hours later and it was still, wow. And it was, yeah, it was a very sort of weird day. And the following day, we went to see dad at the funeral home. And I'm so glad that we did because he just looked so at peace. He was asleep and he just didn't have that look of pain on his face. I'm so glad we got to experience that because that's one of the last things we we remember of him, is him just sleeping. And 
yeah, it was the best thing we could have done. So if it's one thing I could say to people is that don't be afraid of having that final goodbye because that, for us, seeing him sleeping and resting with that peaceful look on his face was so comforting for us. Especially having seen him in so much pain yes. for, you know, quite an extensive period of time. Yes. It's yes. for the mind. I feel like sometimes the mind has to register. Yes. You know, I've experienced not putting a body to rest and it's really hard. Like the mind sometimes doesn't go like, well, did it happen? Did it not happen? Because you don't have that physical proof of it. So I definitely would say that I'm with you on that. If you do get the opportunity to see them at peace, depending on the circumstances of their passing, sometimes, you know, body parts aren't all there or whatever, you know. Yeah. But for your dad, it was. So that was good. Yeah. Yeah. He had his favorite t-shirt on and he had his favorite wooden beads that he bought in Russell that he always wore, he never took off. So that all went with him as well. So yeah, for us, it was it, it was very comforting. And in the days after that, whilst we prepared for his memorial, as a family, we, we just shared so many happy memories and we laughed so much. And as I said, that was a real goofball you know he, he was very he was naughty but he was always the laugh of the party and he had the big laugh and celebrating and remembering him with all the laughter is what he would have wanted he wanted two particular songs at his memorial to be played and even in the days leading up to that we would hear the songs on the radio and they're not songs you would normally hear on the radio and things would happen and we would be like, oh, yeah, that's totally dead. Of course it is. So he was definitely saying to us, I know you're sad, but I'm okay. And just do the things we would all enjoy doing. And that would be gathering with family, having a barbecue or food or drinks, playing guitars, listening to music and just being happy. It's all he loved to do. And, you know, you bring up such a good point as well that I really want to make sure my listeners understand with the conversations that we have with mediumship is that our loved ones don't want us to be sad because of them. When we are open to the spirit realm, it doesn't make grief go away. You're still going to go through grief regardless whether you are a medium, whether you're not a medium. You know, everybody's a medium, by the way, of course. But whether you understand it or not, you're still going to go through grief. But understanding and being open to the spirit realm makes that grief a little bit more manageable. It doesn't make it as severe or as hard and deep and and Mm. heart-wrenching I mean you're still going to have moments where your whole world falls apart because of course you've no longer got this person in the physical but they do not want to be the reason for our sadness and this is why I want to have these conversations so that we understand and that we can laugh it's okay to get together as a family and laugh about the things that dad did. And, or, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, literally the, the night after he passed, the family, they just started turning up at the house and it was great. And everyone just turned up and we all sat around the table and we ate and, 
you know, dad always loved to have a couple of beers or enjoy a glass of red wine. So we drank lots of beers and we drank lots of wine and we laughed and we cried. And I just thought, you know, this is exactly what dad would have wanted. Because as a family in the past, you know, if ever there's been sort of a situation that's been quite stressful, we would all get together, rally around each other, and we weren't afraid to shed tears together and celebrate together. So it's exactly what he would have wanted. And it was just so much love. And even now when I talk about it, it just makes me feel so warm because that's what dad was, you know. He was love. And even when I think back to when I was a child, you go to hug him, he was always so warm. And when you held his hand, he was always so warm. So that sort of warm feeling that I, I get every time I think about it, I just know that it's him. And in the in the very early days, when we came home to New Zealand and we're trying to sort of figure things out, the first sort of dreams I started to have was dad in various stages of his, I'd say probably in his health decline. It actually happened over a course of the week. The first night I dreamt, he was very thin and frail because I remember hugging him, feeling how frail he was. And the next night he was looking better. And the third night we were sitting around and we were at some place. I think we were at a rugby game or something, but we were just enjoying time together. And then the next night we were in a house, which felt like our house, but it looked different, but it felt familiar. And I wanted to run across the road and get my daughters to come and see him before he left. He said, I don't have a lot of time. I said, don't worry. I'll get them back in time to say goodbye. And I remember running and trying to get back. And I got back. And then the next night, he looked so young. That was the end of that dream sequence. He looked so young. And I felt so comforted by that because that was dad saying to me, I've healed as I've transitioned. And I felt really comforted by that. And as the months have gone on, I've had a lot of sort of dreams that I'm talking to dad or that he's just there and I've even heard his voice once or twice. We have a constant visitor in our house with a praying mantis and as we know the mystical theory around a praying mantis is that it carries the spirit of a loved one. So the praying mantis is very welcome in our home and it's, it's literally been a constant for the last six months. So that's been pretty cool and a few weeks ago, I think it was, I had a dream and it was just two words that dad said, I'm here. And I heard it and I woke up and I was like, yeah, I know, I know you're here. And whenever I use the whispers from above cards, the card that I seem to pull quite frequently is the Paris card. And Paris holds a special place in our hearts too, because it was their first overseas trip that we took as a family for mum's 60th birthday. So it was mum, dad, my husband and I, our two girls, my sister and brother-in-law. So we went to Paris and we went to London. So the Paris card, I seem to pull quite frequently. And of course, the message around that is I want you to live your life to the fullest. So that is one that keeps on coming up. And I'm like, I know, dad, I'm working on it. <laughs> And I just know he's rooting for me. I a thousand percent believe he is rooting for you. And 
I'm so honored that you use your whispers from above cards. They are like my fourth baby. I have three children. So the whispers from above cards was really a birthing of like another child, the gestation of it all, the (laughs) process. So I'm so honored every time someone tells me that they use them because they were created to help you connect to your loved ones in spirit and Mm -hmm. that you keep getting the same card. I also feel now ask dad, okay, in this moment, how are you guiding me to live life to the fullest? What is the step you want me to take? What is the thing you want me to know? So start asking him that question now. You are pretty open to the spirit realm. So share with us, what are some of the things that you do to connect with your dad? I know you use your whispers from above cards, but what other things that you do that maybe listeners can also start doing to connect to their loved ones? So one of the things, music was dad's passion. We've grown up with music. Dad played the guitar. And music was his way to communicate. He would also write songs. He was a real wordsmith. So, um, you know, he would change the words to some songs and make them funny and, and everything. So if I'm feeling like I need to sort of connect with him, if I'm in the car or if I'm on my way home from work and it's just been a day, I sort of think really sort of hard, okay, Dad, what do I need to know? And I'll put the radio on. And I've got about six channels that are all tuned in and sort of start flicking through the channels until I hear a song. Yeah, okay, that's the one. Because you'll hear a whole lot of songs through all the channels. Like, I don't think Dad would communicate to me on the rock. I think it would be more a case of the sound or gold. So just the other day, in fact, it was Tom Petty learning to fly. And it's like, yes, it definitely feels like that. He's learning to fly because he's still navigating his journey. And so are we. And the words to that song are sort of very sort of prophetic. It started out from God knows where, but I guess I know when I get there. It's a case of just trusting your gut. Stop second guessing yourself. Trust your gut and you'll know. So I thought, yes, okay, Uh, I got that. I do listen. Music is is a big thing that I connect with dad with. And I think as a family, we all do, because that was his thing. You you never, ever saw dad without his guitar. I saw a photo last night. Mum sent through a few photos for us, a couple of photos of dad playing his guitar in my sister's music room. And there was also a video of us. Actually, it was our last video, our last time we were in Russell. And I heard dad's voice in the video. And it just completely triggered me. It was so hard to hear that voice. I'd heard it in my dreams, but to hear it awake, it was lovely, but it was so hard. And for the rest of the night, I was just finished. And I did my cards before I went to sleep. And the one card that came out was, don't be sad, go to a place of love and think of me. So he was saying to me, I I know that must have been rough, but please don't, don't cry. So it's definitely comforted me and I may or may not have curled up with his beanie (laughs) when I went to sleep. (laughs) Oh, bless. And you know what, Leanne, it doesn't matter like how much time goes by. There's sometimes these moments that just do set us off. And I want to really say they are normal 
and don't be ashamed or embarrassed or try to suppress these moments from happening because even though they are triggering and they make us sad in some ways they are also so beautiful and a testimony and a legacy of the loved ones that have walked this earth that are now watching over us. So Leanne, I've loved talking with you and sharing your story and your goofball of a dad, right? (laughs) (laughs) It is here to bring so much fun and love and what a testament he is as a spirit, getting his message out to thousands of people as well. I'm going to leave the floor to you to give dad a message from your heart and say whatever comes that you want to say to him. And thank you so much for, for being here. Thank you for allowing me to share with everybody. And thank you, Melissa, for really sort of helping me on this journey. I believe our timing was meant to be. And with that said, Dad, we miss you so, so much. There's not a day that goes by that we don't think about you, but we are grateful that you're not in pain anymore. And we understand that that you had to go and you were ready. You were ready before we were, but we're working on that, as you will see. And we celebrate you. We think about you all the time and you're never far from us. And we will continue to honor you until we all meet again on the other side and keep up the conversation with us we're listening we're watching we hear you and we love it and we love you thank you for joining me for today's episode i want to express my utmost gratitude for having you joining me on this journey in making mediumship the norm As we together continue to explore the depths of the spiritual realm, I ask if you could please leave a five-star review for the podcast. Your feedback and your ratings not only brighten up my day, but they also help others to discover the podcast so we can truly bring mediumship into the everyday homes and conversations. And if you're ready to dive in deeper and want to work with me and see what possibilities await you, I encourage you to book in a reading with me or to check out the Soul Love Academy. Thank you so much for being part of this incredible journey in making mediumship the norm. I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Until then, remember that you are a gift to the world. Together we awaken, together we align, and together we ascend. Love always, Melissa Espinasi. Mwah!